Welcome to the Buck and Bernie Show. <laughs> We're here live today, and uh, we missed you last month, and I want to apologize for that, but I was actually literally snowed into my house with uh, four foot of snow. <laughs> it's like... Yeah. Snow. Which said, is what did you do? You had like little toddy and you were cooking some <laughs> one pot of wonder? Of course. Yeah. And I just had to melt snow for water and you know, survival mode. Isn't it? But, but no, really, couldn't get out. because uh, the county wouldn't plow the roads and we were held up for a couple of days, but we enjoyed it, you know? Like yeah, just yeah. the Sometimes those are the very, very special moment, isn't it? Yeah, but uh yeah, so here we are in February now, yep. and uh, so it's been a while, and uh, I know you've been uh, out and about since we la- were last together and had some adventures, uh, so what have you been doing? So, yeah, I was, uh, was traveling a little bit. We uh, went to um, India, so there was a, it's, it's always a... a um, a journey when you are traveling with a toddler who is exactly 18 months old. And we were like, okay, with Chrissy, we were like, okay, what's going to happen? 16-hour flight, not a problem. He was going from one stewardess to the other, and I go, oh, my, lucky boy. And uh, so we arrived in, uh, in India and uh, were, um, went to Mysore, which is uh, very close to Bangalore, and visited some beautiful... Um, old uh, temple and palaces and it was it was really amazing but then also going to all the local markets that was it it's really it's enjoying the local culture and food it's incredible it's really incredible uh the thing that we learned was really interesting for me especially me is that uh, uh jean bernard little boy has blonde hair and uh, with the caste system they they, they pretty much look at that little boy and the thing is a little the god and they want to touch him everybody would to touch him i was like oh my god so i'm okay no touching please but it was uh it was really um it was it was different and is the way that you immerse yourself in cultures when you travel you want to go to the market and you want to see and and discover and then after that we went in kerala which is south india and uh, we're sitting in fort kochi and it was really amazing i went to um help fishermen to um, work on their uh, Chinese nets who are like, those, those are like three, four, five hundred years old. And you need six people to be able to bring the net up with the, with the, the, the weight is still big stones and ropes. And it was, it was, was really amazing. And uh, went to the arbor and, uh, and check out on the, um, all the fish was coming back. And it's, it's, ju- it's just different, but it is just beautiful. So do they pull the nets in from shore or from boats? From uh, no, from shores, and uh, so it is really um, they, they work it with the tides. So when the tides are coming in, you know that the fish are coming in, and you really have uh, they're able to gather quite a bit of fish. I mean, beautiful. They have um, uh, they have sea bass and they have uh, prawns, and I mean, you just name it. They, they have a, and all a lot of local little fishes. And uh, everything is immediately for sale. So, so some of the uh, restaurants are working directly with the fishermen. So you at the restaurant and you say, oh, I would like to have maybe the sea bass. And they say, okay, they call and say, okay, we're going to go pick it up. And like oh, it's, wow. it's like three minutes away. They bring back the fish, fish still alive. Ocean to table. Ocean to table, man. It's just uh, 
That's just where. Yeah, he's remarkable. And the people, the people are just so wonderful and beautiful and nurturing and um, and the colors of, of 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 the city and 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 the the energy of people who live there. And it is a melting pot. You wake up at five in the morning or five thirty, let's say, and you have two mosques who who were doing prayers. I was like, oh well, we have a wake up call. And then after that. You have uh, you have the churches right by it, and you have the, the Hindu temple over here. I mean, it's just everybody lives in harmony in that part of India, and it is beautiful. Yeah, nice. That was so, cool. and that harmony and and the diverse culture uh, affects the food also. Right. I, I mean, yeah, it brings different ideas together. You have that, and the other thing that you have also is uh, all the spices who are harvested locally. And, you know, you, you go to the spice market, for example, and, I mean, it, it's, it's overwhelming for some people because there is, you have the cardamom, as you know, is really, like, so much fragrance, and you have the the, the green peppers and the uh, cinnamon, and, I mean, the vanilla, they, they, they have everything. And we've talked before about spices, how how much different the fresh spices are than than the you know the ones you buy in the store that've been on the shelf for how long and and that it's it's real important to use uh, to get the best quality use fresh spices because it really does make a difference. So and spices doesn't mean spicy; it is right. just the spices that you use. When you are making your curry, when you are making your garam masala, where you are making all your preparations, and that's what that's what it is about. Like you know, every morning I had uh, masala chai, which is a a beautiful you know it's it's, it's coffee, it's milk, it's tea, it's uh, aromatics. It is it's 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 a special way that they prepare it, and it is so good. It's tea. It's not coffee. I told them I want a dirty chai. And they look at me and say, what do you want? Chrissy was like, but no, you don't do dirty chai here. I'm like, well, just put coffee in it and we call it dirty chai. And then it was the joke, because I, oh, dirty chai for you, sir? Yes, please. So is that the meaning of dirty chai? Dirty chai, yeah. Yes, coffee and tea. Oh. Um, but we do it here, we don't do it here. Right. So, so. anyway, I like my dirty chai. <laughs> that sounds, yeah, dirty. So good, so good. <laughs> so. Yeah, and then in uh, January, uh, I was uh, doing food and wine with Jose Andres and uh, um, a lot of top chefs in the country in uh, Cayman Island, and uh, it was nice to see everybody. Um, but at the same time, it was also uh, uh, fun and sad because we lost a few people along the way, and definitely there was a lot of restaurants that were closed. I mean, a lot of small restaurants just... They, they couldn't make it. They did everything they could, and it's really heartbreaking. This seems to be a transition stage for the industry, uh, restaurant industry, because, you know, we've, we seem to be at the end of the pandemic, even though it's still in the shadows. But it's now it's a, it's a, a matter of these restaurants being able to get back up on their feet and people, in fact, you know, people are more wanting to get out and socialize now more than ever. So there's opportunity there, but there's also, uh, like I said, there was a lot of loss. And so we've lost great restaurants. And uh, it's, 
kind of like we're in a rebuilding stage. A lot of people decided to look at different careers as well, because when you look at what we do um, as, a, as a restaurateur um, and, and someone who is in the industry, we are very devoted and we spend our life to make sure that we create amazing memories and amazing experience to our guests. But it really takes a toll after a while because you have no holidays. All the holidays, you're working. Right. And then you, and at nighttime, and you, you just look at your schedule and it really, it really is very demanding. And suddenly, you know, with COVID, um, people looked at it and say, you know, oh, there, there is Christmas, there is, there is family gathering that we always missed. So right. maybe we want to do something different. And it created actually a void in, in the industry because when we are rebuilding now, we have not enough staff. Right. So what you are doing is you are in a transition, like you say, and the transition is you are, I would say, training uh, new employees who are going to be very, very skilled employees, but it takes time. Yeah. So that's... that's, that's and a lot of restaurants have, have gone to closing one or two days a week because of staffing, which... Is very good. I think that is good. It is very good. You know, I, towards the end of me operating my restaurant, I started closing one day and then I too, it's like, and it felt great because at together, you know, because you've, you become a family in the restaurant and then you actually get family time off from the restaurant together. And it is a new experience and it creates more of a unity for the, for the staff and employees. So, yeah, and, and yeah, I think it's a good thing that came out of it. One team, one team is better. One team is always better because it means that everybody takes their day off. Right. Everybody comes refreshed, which is what we've been doing in Europe forever. And I think that this is a great way to do it. So like this, you know, there is balance. And, and you don't have to be open for, on every single holidays either. When you're close on the holiday and you, and you tell your staff to really go enjoy their family, knowing that they already are giving 100% all the time, I think that this is a great way to say thank you and also keep the morale up and everybody excited to come in and work. Right. And uh, there's uh, like, yeah, it's creating more bond than, and that's, that's what we want. And uh, speaking of holidays, we have a holiday coming up. Is it holiday? Is it really holiday? No, I don't okay, consider Okay, okay, wait, wait, wait. And I, what's, what's the deal with this thing? So first of all, Valentine's Day. So Valentine's Day is every day. It's about love. So if you love someone, you should love someone. That's someone, that's special someone all the time. Not like Valentine's Day is going to be the day where we really am going to love you more than ever. It's like, no, it doesn't work that way. It should be every day. Well, I agree with you, but uh, it is a traditional holiday, some, I guess, a holiday, <laughs> and it's always been a good holiday for the industry, the restaurant industry, because yeah. it, it's, uh, it's a day that, you know, you have that uh, date night that uh, you can take your loved, loved one to the out for a nice dinner or whatever. Uh, or, you know, if, if you have a family, um, that's also, you know, but it, it is a good time to, I think it's a good time, especially now in this present time to, you know, think about 
you know, going to a restaurant, you're supporting local business restaurant and just make that part of it, make that part of the feel good experience. So you're supporting not only your loved one, but, but the, uh, the restaurant industry. Oh, that's very true. Uh, but you know, hey, what about this history? What is the history of Valentine's Day? So I did a bit of research. So it's, it looked like that um, it is a mysterious saint uh, where this tradition came from. But who is it? Who is it? The history of the holiday and the story of its patron saint is shrouded in mystery. We do know that February has long been celebrated as a month of romance and that St. Valentine's Day, as no one added today, contained a vestige of both Christian and ancient Roman tradition. So, uh, so it's been around a while. It's been, it's, it's been around a long, long, long time. But anyway, so if you want to have a great Valentine's, we're going to give you some really good guidelines. Yeah, so uh, like we said, uh, it's a matter of uh, how you choose to spend your Valentine's, you know, and that depends on your situation. You know, are you just a couple? Are you older couple? Are you a family? So the, a lot depends on it, and uh, so we want to get into that today. So, yeah, no matter what, how you celebrate Valentine's Day, you need to plan ahead. You need to plan ahead. Make Absolutely. your decision, like, early, like, like this weekend, just make sure you plan everything this weekend so like this you are ready for Valentine's. Now, if you want to celebrate in a restaurant, you definitely need to make your reservation now. Right, because it is one of the busiest days in the restaurant. It is one of the busiest days, and this is the day where you will not be able to find the right time slot for your reservation. So you're going to say, I want to eat at 8 o'clock. 8 o'clock is sold out. So you're going to have like 4.30. 4.30? This is not the time I want to eat. Oh, it's going to be like 10 o'clock. And you go, well, I got other things in mind. So it's like, no, it's not going to work out. So right. for Plan ahead and make your reservations early as possible. So exactly. You're covered. So on Valentine's Day, if you want to do it at home, personally, I like to keep it casual and I keep it simple. Right. Yeah. You don't want to, because it is a special night and uh, you don't want to spend your your night stressed out on, you know, at the stove just to prepare a meal. You want to make it an evening, a leisure, casual evening. And, but there's, you know, there's foods, easy to prepare foods, uh, but also plan ahead, you know, just like you would planning for reservations. If you're going to do a dinner at home, you absolutely want to plan ahead and have it where it's not taking up all your time and, and you can do a lot of stuff ahead. So the thing that I like to plan ahead, for example, would be uh, I plan my menu, I plan my flowers, I make sure that I have a nice playlist. So this is for the romantic part of it, you know. I mean, even even with the, even with the family, just like you know, make sure that you already have this all ready to go. Remember that on that particular weekend or celebration, I would say. Uh, everybody's going to go to the store, everybody's going to shop, everybody's going to really go through those those aisles, and then if you arrive a little bit too late, you're going to have not much to choose from. <laughs> so this is the reason why you want to do that. And then, uh, you know, for beverages, same thing, just 
beverages won't go bad. So whatever beverages you want to uh, to have for the celebration, just make sure that you get it already organized. Correct. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What plan your menu, and then you plan your beverages around their menu. Also, so mm-hmm. if you're going to have wine, you definitely want wine that's going to go with your with your menu. So that's why it's best to think it out, and uh, you know, then you go to the market ahead of time, and you just prepared with a great list, and make sure you don't forget anything, and that's uh, half the problem. Yeah, the other thing that I like to do is uh, I like to look at the recipes that I can really kind of prepare the day ahead or a couple of days ahead. So if you're doing something that's going to be, I don't know, um, a casserole or something that you, you you can reheat, I think this is a great way to do it. Uh, the other the other thing that I like to do on the other hand is also uh, the night off. It's nice to have, um, you know, um, everybody in the kitchen and cooking as well. So that makes it really That makes it really fun. Yeah, I mean it's it's really cool to do it that way, and hopefully, hopefully, there is it's not like twenty four degrees outside. <clears throat> it's kind of difficult here, but it's not twenty four degrees, and you can really go outside and cook on your barbecue. You can do that. I have I have a gas barbecue right outside my back door mm-hmm. that I can fire up. You know, even in the winter, you know, I just go out there, fire it up because it's a lot more efficient it's hotter and so i can uh you know it's best to do seared foods and stir fries and that and but you know it's cold out but it's invigorating (laughs) to get out there and do a little bit of cooking and moving around in the in the cold so yeah you can just plan around it well everybody you're on the buck and bernie show on kzmu and if you have any question please call us at 435 Two five nine five nine six eight, and we will be able to most likely guide you to a very, very easy, beautiful, fun Valentine's Day of celebrations. So, let's say okay. So you decide on Valentine's dinner, and you know it is it is a a day to splurge. You know if you have the means, uh, do something special, mm-hmm. and. Especially, you know, if if you like fish, if you can get good quality fresh fish, that that's that's a good menu item. That's quick, it's easy, delicious, and uh, it it makes it a special occasion in itself. So, uh, you know, if if you're in the position to do that, that's that's a good, you know, as opposed to a long cooking item or anything. You know, fish is always a a great. So for fish, for example, the thing that I like. And, and and it's really easy to do. So if you have salmon, so you just cut, you get really good piece of salmon, you just portion it, and buy some uh, pesto, or make sure your pesto, but, or you can buy your pesto, and you can sear your, your salmon, you put the pesto on top, bake it in the oven, done. Done, yeah. Super easy, nice, fun, and really delicious. And... For your vegetables, I did I did something the other day. It was pretty cool. I took a zucchini, I cut it in half, I scored it inside, and then I put a bit of salt. I put it upside down for about thirty minutes. So I remove a lot of the of the of the water itself. Then in a pan, I just seared it until it was brown. So that was a green zucchini, green squash, and then I flip it, put it onto a baking sheet, and I put some. Uh, um, uh, some feta cheese, a little bit of herbs, and a bit of olive oil. Boom. 
unbelievable. It was so good. And I just did it for friends of mine at the, uh, they were they having a, a birthday party at the house. It was just like so good. So those are the kind Easy, of things. Easy, delicious, and, and it goes great with fish also. And so, delicious. Yeah, so it, that's that's the way to do it is make it simple but good. You know, something romantic or is really fun is to do also like a uh, like a mushroom risotto. Because a risotto takes about 20 minutes. That is so much fun because you start with your onions and then after you put your rice, then you put your mushrooms and you cook all this together. A little bit of wine, ah, a little bit of wine for the pot, a little bit of wine in your glass. Yes. And then after that, you, you know, you just cook it gently. But it's really cool because when it's done, then you share it with, with, with your significant other, your wife, husband, and kids, or whomever, and it's a really great way to do it. It doesn't have to be mushroom. You can do it with with, uh, with anything you want. Shrimp. Shrimp, exactly. Yeah. And I, I consider making risotto an event in itself. Yeah. Because it's, cool. it's, it's, it's not hard to do. It's just a little time-consuming, but it's something you have to be over and watch uh-huh. and... You know, you have to care for it and love it. And the, the more you do, the better it comes out, of course. So that's why, I like like I say, risotto is an event. And it's a love event, so it's a perfect dish for, okay. look, for look, Valentine's. If you like rice, you can also do a paella. Right. That, I mean, it's same thing. You can do a meat paella. You can do a vegetarian paella. You can do a, a, a seafood paella. So, I mean, you can do all different paellas. And, and that makes it that makes it so fun. It's so easy to do right. as well. And paellas are, are are best for larger larger crowds. I mean, more guests, mm-hmm. you know, because they do. It's one of those dishes that you have. You can have many ingredients in, mm-hmm. and so it's like it can feed more people. So, yeah, it's and as opposed to just a risotto, a paella is a, is a nice for a larger uh, larger crowd. And so, but. Same same thing, you know. It's it's really delicious and fun to make. You know, it's, it's funny because we're just talking about dinner. I think that it can be a breakfast Valentine's. You can, I mean, on the 14, you could have breakfast with the kids or, or, or with, with your significant other, but you can do a nice, really fun breakfast. It's a good way to start it, it's good. yeah. And, and because, you know, some people have a morning job, some people have a night job. So if you're working at nighttime, you're not gonna be able to celebrate. Nah. So you can you can start and do something a little bit different. So I would do you know a breakfast, or you can do a lunch or brunch as well, which which is really really fun to do. Yeah, and that's the thing about Valentine's because it is on a specific day, February fourteenth. Mm-hmm. You never know which day it lands on. Mm-hmm. So you know, like you say, it could be a work day, and yep. it's not a holiday that you get off of work. So. Right, you're 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 absolutely right. You can you can celebrate in different ways or different times. There is one dish that I really like that you can do really in advance, which is a butternut squash soup. So like you know, then, then you so you make it as a soup, but you pulverize it, and you finish it with just maybe like a little bit of goat cheese right on top of it, and a little bit of lemon oil, and that's it. But what you just created created something always super simple. And with a little bit of an edge by adding just a couple of uh, uh, of, of ingredients. Yeah, soup, soups are great, especially this time of year. You know, you, we have the cold weather and, 
and soups are easy, you know, and you can prepare them ahead, of course. And, and you know, you got butternut squash. You could do a wild mushroom soup or a, uh, you know, it's, but it's, again, it's something you can actually prepare it ahead, you know, and can do it they can great. I have a, I have a recipe when we met, when I made a minestrone. So you make your minestrone, which is a very easy recipe to do. You'll find it, you go on the internet, it's vegetables, leave the pasta at the end. But I finished it with lobster. Oh, yeah. But you can finish it with shrimp if you want to. But suddenly you took something so simple and then you just add one ingredient and it become a wow. And that's that's a great way to do a little wow. A little wow. And the the wow item I like for Valentine's is mm-hmm. is that uh you know, the ever loving oysters on the half shell. <laughs> and <laughs> so and it's a good no, isn't it a good Valentine dish? It, you gotta you gotta say oysters are great for Valentine's. Oysters are great for Valentine. I love oysters. I am I mean I'm from uh, Brittany, France, where we have tons of oysters and it's very true. But you have to make sure that you are getting oysters who are gonna be uh, very, very fresh. So let's talk oyster let's talk oysters. So for that's a something you plan ahead again. Yeah. Yeah. If you want oysters, you better so Man, I had. You take the oyster in your hand. It's not open, right? And you you take the the knife that you're going to open it with, and you you tap on it. If when you tap is hello sound, it means that oyster is dead, and you don't want to eat it. You got to make sure that those oysters are really fresh and alive. That's really really important. So, and then you have to smell it to make sure. So we want everybody also to be very very safe. But we're talking about oysters that I dearly, dearly, dearly love. But there's one thing that at my home in France we would do, which is steam mussels. Oh, yeah. And talking about sharing the love, you just steam your mussels with a little bit of white wine, a little bit of shallots or onions, a little bit of thyme, of course, a little bit of butter and a little bit of cream. And then you just put in a big bowl and everybody shares the the, uh, the the muscles, and it's so good. It is so good. Yes. Uh, seafood, that, that's the thing about, uh, you know, shellfish, you know, you can get pretty much, if you order ahead, mm-hmm. you can get it all year. And it's, I consider shellfish, I like shellfish in the winter, you know, because they're hot, steamy, and uh, so they're, they're, one of the items that I like to do in the winter, they're satisfying, satisfying. And, but also if, so if you're going to do a, a more of a family style thing, you could always do somewhat of a, of a lobster pot, mm-hmm. which would be a good way to feed the family in that. And, and that's easy to do. And you, you know, it doesn't have to be summer to do a lobster pot, you know, outdoors, you can do it indoors very easily mm-hmm. and just, uh, you know, you have your lobster and potatoes and different shellfish, which, you know, can var- vary just like paella can vary. Your lobster pot, depending on what you like, you can do a lobster pot type uh, dinner for Valentine's, which would be very good. So the key for shellfish and fish is that you need to order and pre-order in advance. So uh, if you plan on doing that, just make sure that you're going to the store and just ask them to pre-order those things for you because otherwise it's like we are just uh, saying those things on on the show and it's like 
well, yeah, great, Bernard and, and Tim, but we cannot source this thing. So um, just make sure that you just uh, source it and then plan it. And then like this, you know, you'll be okay. Because you still have you still have about, you know, a solid week. You, you can order through City Market. They can order you uh, fresh uh, fish, sell, shellfish or whatever. You, they can special order it for you. Or, you know, if you happen to be going to uh, Grand Junction or something, there's a, there's availability over there for uh, fish. So, but like say, plan ahead, and but you can do it. You can you can get it. And there's there's one fish we didn't talk about. It's cod. I love cod because you cannot really overcook cod. So uh, this is one of those fish who is very very tasty that you can play with, and you can I mean play with you can you can really cook many different ways, and you will. You won't overcook it, so which is really a, a nice, very, very safe uh, fish to use. Right, and shrimp, of course, is is yeah. good because it's it is available. Yeah. You know, I mean, they have uh, you know tons of it at, at the market, frozen. Because mm-hmm. you know, even even if you go to a, a market, it's going to be frozen yeah. at some point because that's just shrimp has to be frozen. You can't get fresh shrimp unless you're on the coast. So. And it's a good, you know, there's a lot of things you can do with shrimp also. Yeah. And to be your special. Yeah, you can start with a shrimp, shrimp cocktail, for example. Or you know what I like to do? I take the raw shrimp and I wrap them with prosciutto and then I just cook it on the grill or cook it in a pan in the in the kitchen. Or you can even bake it. It is so simple and so good as well. You can make a little, you know, spicy dip, aioli or something like this with that. Yeah. So, which is a spicy mayo that you can make with uh, mayonnaise, a little bit of lemon juice, and let's say some of your favorite hot sauce, and that would be just perfect for it. Right. Or you could do a ceviche, which is something that's a good way to utilize fish, and you can do a head. In fact, yeah, it's best to do a head, and, uh, and so good, and you have the freshness of the ceviche, and... Uh, it's it's a wonderful dish. So this is there is one thing that I, I used to do. Uh, you take a, a nice large shrimp. So the large shrimp, we, what we call large, is 16, 20, 16, 16 to twenty count per pound. And you, when you go to the store, you'll see it says sixteen twenty on the on the package. And I would take one slice of andouille sausage that I cut about, I would say one one inch thick. And I put it inside the, uh, I, I would wrap the shrimp around it. Then I put a skewer through it and it looks like a lollipop. And it's a really cool thing to do because same thing, you can bring the children to be part of the celebration by, by preparing really fun things, fun food as well. So it's not only, you know, uh, uh, only for couples. I would say that you have to also think of the family. Right. So is that something you you grill to? You grill or sear? You you sear, sear it or you grill it? You can do a li- whatever little sauce you like, little tartar sauce, or just like that, little bit of little bit of oil and herbs, and you just eat it. It's like oh man, it's good. Yeah. It's really good. It's really really awesome. But I want to to go through larger, different protein, larger pieces. For so for me, a rack of lamb for two, mm. for example. This is I something. Lamb. I, I love lamb, and lamb is, lamb is weird in, in the season of lamb right now. I mean, it's like you know, it's like, you know, it's uh, it's winter. It's uh, of course spring lamb is is very big as well, but it's it's a very good protein and is not as heavy 
as uh, beef, for example. And I'm, the, the thing I like to do is just um, a little bit of uh, um, uh, olive oil or garlic oil and uh, fresh herbs or even Herb de Provence, the dry herbs. And you just sear it a little bit and just put it in the oven. And I put little potatoes around. And when the potatoes are cooked, the lamb is cooked. Right. And I put I cut the, the potatoes very, you know, like those little um, uh, fingerling potatoes, cut it, into, cut it into quarters. They're already small. So, you know, you have all this who roast well together. That's one thing I love to do. Then what about lamb, lamb shank is are my favorites. Of course. And that's something, uh, that's right. of course a do ahead dish mm -hmm. because it takes a while to, you know, you cook it slow and braise it till it's like, you know, falling off the bone. And, but you can cook it, you know, a, a day ahead or whatever. And the, it, it's, it's there for you. And you know what's great? You can cook it in your crock pot, in your crock pot. So it means, you know, you put it in the crock pot and then 10 hours later, it's ready to go. It's just like, you know, you have, you have yeah. all of those flavors and it always tastes better the day after, but, uh, actually. Oh yeah, uh, they always do. To any day after. Any soups or stews and that, they just get better. And then, um, you know, I, if we, let's say, focus on a for two people, you know, morning ribeye chops, you know, we call it the Côte de Boeuf, right. which you do, you do it on the grill, on the barbecue outside, and it's a, it's a morning ribeye, that's it, it's a cowboy chop. Is right, and that's something we here. Right, it's one big one that you that's can share. That There's you can plenty share. for both. Plenty for both. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah that is, yeah. That, so that, that, that's another great way to do it. The other thing that I love is, you know, a nice, just simple, just a nice roasted chicken. A nice roasted chicken with root vegetables around or just cooking at the same time. And when you open the oven, the house smells like a, you have, you have the thyme and the sage and you have all of these aromats who just, aromatics who just completely fill up the house and it smells so good. It makes, it makes the house and the kitchen happy. <laughs> yes. It's true, isn't it? Yeah, it sets the mood too. Yeah, it's, it really sets the mood. It's, it's really something. Now, if you want to make it um, fun, because the chicken is pretty big, you can buy the smaller one, which is the... Uh, the game hen. Game hen. And I just saw game and available at City Market. Yes, they so are they always are, available yeah, there. They, yeah. So you can you can do two small game hand, or you can do a game hand that you can share. So it's it's pretty cool. And then, yeah, and game hand is chicken. You know, it's just a smaller chicken. Exactly. And you can treat it and cook it the same way. It's just that it cooks much quicker. You know, of mm -hmm. course. And but you can do all kinds of things with game heads. You can grill them and and roast them. It's and stuff them. You can stuff them. And, yeah. Yeah, there's, uh, it's a good, fairly inexpensive and versatile dish. Exactly. And it's, it's you know, it's a little special because it's different than, than just doing a chicken. So, yeah, you can have fun with game hens. So, um, and, and I think that we don't really talk a lot much because, I don't know why actually, because, I mean, I, I like it a lot because I grew up in the farm, I mean, or by the farm, uh, pork, pork, a nice pork tenderloin. I love the tenderloin because the tenderloin really keep all the moisture, but I like to marinate, marinate it. Right. Yeah, because it is it's lean, mm -hmm. but it's tender, just like a you know, just like a uh, a beef tenderloin. Like, like a filet. It's the same way with the pork tenderloin, and you want to treat it that way, you know. Uh, 
don't overcook it. Yep. And uh, but because it it does cook fast quickly. Mm-hmm. It's not on the bone, but you can treat it the same way as is a beef tenderloin, which is you know a lot of is beef tenderloin is very popular uh, in this country, and a good thing to do with uh, a, a beef fillet, you would say beef yep. tenderloin is a surf and turf. Mm-hmm. You know, you just have a little, so you can have a little portion of the beef yep. and then serve it with some type of, you know, maybe shrimp yep. or lobsters, scallops or lobster. Or, yep. Yeah. So or even, like, even crab meat, you can even crab, crab meat, meat right on top of it. Yeah. I think that's really good. Now, uh, Christy, my wife has a different version of a surf and turf. She call it duck <laughs> because apparently the duck can be on the surface, can be on the turf, because, you know, they just go on the water and they go on the land. Not only that, they go in the air. And so it, it's yeah. surf, turf, and air. So you got all... Oh, my God. All the elements covered. It's like... But if you can get a hold of, let's say, just yeah. do, uh, to keep it simple, a duck breast, and you cook the duck breast on, on the fat side for for most likely like five to 10 minutes very slowly. What you do is you render that fat becomes crispy. Then you flip it on the lean side and then on the flesh side, a bit of salt and pepper. Um, if you have some rosemary, look like rosemary does very well around here because I still have some at my house and didn't die yet. Even with all the snow and everything, it's still good. Yeah, so that... put, a, put a bit of rosemary with that. It is so good, but you have to remember it's not like a chicken. It means that you can cook it and you should cook it medium to medium rare. Right. Otherwise, treat it like a red meat, which it is. Exactly. And Otherwise, it'd be, it'd be you know, duck soy is one of my favorites also. And like you say, it is easy. So, and I, I recommend you cook it, like you said, skin side down. But you want if you score score the skin first, it'll open it up and it'll it'll drain the fat and become a little crispier. That's exactly the way, that's the way I do it. Like, so it'll be the sea salt on top. And then just, you know, just cook it. You know, rare to medium rare, and just let it rest. So, you know, just like you would a a, a, f- a fillet or a steak, let it rest so the juices, you know, come back out in. Oh man, delicious! Yeah, I would like to come back to the to the uh, pork tenderloin because um, I like to prepare it. I would say uh, with some uh, marinade was really cool and aromatic. So I take tangerine juice, orange juice, and zest. So you zest orange or tangerine, and you then you juice it. I mix it with a little bit of uh, um, soy sauce, ginger, garlic, and cilantro. And I put it into a plastic bag, Ziploc bag, and overnight. And then the day after, you, have, you can do it two ways. You can do it on a barbecue, or you can do it in a roasting pan in the house at medium medium heat so like this you don't smoke at the whole house and then you can put a bit of that of that uh, marinade on top so you will not do not use the marinade as a sauce uh, because the marinade has to be cooked so that's what that's the thing that's very important you have to cook if you want to use the, the marinade as a sauce you will need to boil it down and make sure that it is it is uh, it is really safe but uh, uh, this is really great, great way to do it. What I do is I put a bit of sesame seed at the end on it, a bit of honey. It's like, oh man, it's so good. Cook medium as well. Let it rest. Slice it. Boom. Done. Yeah. So, okay. So let's talk about okay. Okay, Valentine's, uh, the special dish of Valentine's. 
dessert. You know, dessert's essential for Valentine's, I feel, to make the make the evening complete. So what do you suggest for those special desserts? For- Ladies and gentlemen, I just want to tell you that right now, um, uh, my dear friend, uh, this is what he would like for dinner. He would have oysters and most likely a chocolate souffle. And that's it. That, that works for me. <laughs> <laughs> that's Tim. That's it. Uh, well, well, you could throw a duck breast in there, too, somewhere. <laughs> But, but yeah, that'd be and for, a bottle, and a bottle of champagne. Uh, champagne, that's and it. that's another important thing yes. we'll get to. Yeah. But let's talk about desserts first. Uh, you know, uh, and the chocolate souffle is, and people are—I don't know—they get when they hear souffle and that they think you know it's hard to make and it's time-consuming, but it's absolutely not. No, it's it's really easy to do. The thing with chocolate souffle is you have to time it properly. But you also have recipes of chocolate souffle where you can prepare everything, put it into the cup, and you can put it in the refrigerator. And when you want to bake it, you put it in your oven, most likely at 375, and you add a couple extra minutes because you have a ramekin or a container where you're cooking your uh, souffle with cold. So he has to bring, he has to come back to temperature. But you will see, it will rise, it will be delicious. What I like to put inside, Maybe a little bit of vanilla uh, ice cream, for example. But you know what I do? I melt my vanilla ice cream, and I use it almost like a creme anglaise. Creme anglaise. And Same thing. Yes. <laughs> I mean, talk, talking about kind of clipping a little bit the, the cooking process, just like you melt that. But you have to have a really high fat, um, I would say, vanilla gelato. That's what you're looking for. And it, it is readily available everywhere. So get that vanilla gelato, melt it a bit, and... Put it in. That's good. Yeah, it goes great with. Yeah. And there's uh, there's all sorts of flavors of of souffles you can do. Oh yeah, do. definitely. And uh, uh, yeah, they're just a they're a real special, uh, you know, occasion dish that, uh, like, I say it's they're easy to do. You just plan ahead, and yeah. and it's it's it does make it a special occasion, you know. To, mm-hmm. Especially, you know, you just make one big enough, and you share it, and you share you know? it. Yeah, exactly. So it's 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 a great Valentine's dish. So some people would say, "Oh, Bernard, Tim, what about chocolate dip strawberry?" Uh, yeah, that's fine. But the only thing is, your strawberries don't have much flavor because they're not in season. Right. Even if it's an organic one, so it's just like um, it doesn't really. I mean, it's very cute. It's very fine, but it's really the, the taste taste wise is not that great. What I like to do, especially if you have the family coming in and you have friends, let's say that is. Like, let's say a few couples are celebrating together. Uh, I do cobblestone pie. It's an ice cream pie. And you can you can do it with whatever flavor you want. So I had one that I do butterscotch, uh, vanilla, and uh, pistachio. And I just layer it. And then the bottom is just uh, um, the uh, chocolate crumbs. And then, you know, you slice it. And then a really nice little... Uh, uh, hot uh, caramel sauce just when you serve it with a whipped cream and that's it so it's really fun to do as well it is so so now we have the food down but you know there's more to valentine's you need to set the mood and the ambiance to go with to go with valentine's mm-hmm. and there's uh different elements to do that you know you can have music you should have music, background music, nice, something mellow and romantic, and lighting, candles, 
right? Yeah. And then you want to maybe have something to uh, fragrance the room, you know, which we've, you know, could be uh, citrus or, because they have studies of like uh, different uh, senses, different smells and that just, uh, it entices you. It, 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 it uh, makes your, you know, it makes you more, uh, ap- you know, gives you an appetite or it gets you in that very special mood and it just relaxes you. And so you, you should enter those types of things into Valentine's dinner because it's, it's all, uh, Im- embeds the whole evening, you know, to make it special. And so, and you know, what, whatever that, however, you know, music is great. Yeah, you know, it's just the movie. So, you know, put on, look through, find, you know, your old favorite uh, romantic mm-hmm. music, have that in the background, candles and lighting mood. And just so, you know, and, and bring out the special, uh, the special uh, dishes and that, and just make it, it you know, tablecloths, go the whole works. Yeah, it's, it's a good Set way. Set the mood. It's a good way to celebrate and, uh, Everything that you said, you're so French tonight uh, <laughs> or this afternoon. Uh, and uh, I mean, it's it's very true. There's another thing that I really like also is if you can prepare maybe like little heart-shaped cookies or something like this and have something that you want to give to 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 your special to your special person. It's just like, you know, to have a little, a little gift or not only the gift that you can buy, but the gift that you make. Because whatever you make comes from your heart. This is the difference in going to the store where you say, okay, I'm going to buy this, and it's done. It's like, no, it's going to be a little bit more than that. It's going to be very thoughtful. Then the other thing I wanted to also bring up is that not everybody uh, drinks alcohol. So you look at mocktails. Do some cocktails without any alcohol and look at uh, different teas, for example. Uh, aromatic teas and so- something that was going to be good for everybody. Uh, and and if you have the kids, yeah, just make sure that you have you know uh, some some fun stuff. We we talked only about about a couple of desserts, but what about pies? What about cupcake? Cupcake, cupcake, cupcakes! Oh my <laughs> God! You make the blue one, that's for the boys, and you make the pink one, that's for the ladies. Well, me, I like both, so not a problem. The colors are great, but you can really really have fun and and do that. And then, then champagne. Let's go to champagne okay. now. Yes, because thank red you. wine. Because <laughs> I know that uh, this is what I love we, the bubblies, yeah. and you don't have to spend a ton of money. No, nope. you know you don't because there's there's wines out there that are very good, mm-hmm. and uh, not that much money. Uh, you know, you could go with a, you know, a, a prosecco, which is a, a Italian, uh, yep. sparkling wine that's yep. uh, very good. They're you know, not as expensive as a champagne usually, and uh, it's a good. They're great. So, and you look you, at you can you could do uh, champagne cocktails, you know, exactly. or spritzers, exactly, you know, which are great. So on the uh, KZMU uh, website, you will have recipes of uh, champagne cocktails. I did recipes for martinis. So you have a few things that you also have uh, available. So when you are uh, wondering what you can put together, go to kzmu.org and you will be able to get all your recipe that uh, Tim and I put together. Um, it's just really, we decided to really give a lot of recipes 
because I think that it's really uh, fun to be able to have that resource where you can say, okay, we're going to take the recipe. It's really easy and we can do it. And remember, a recipe is a guideline. So if you don't like one ingredient, it can be substituted with another ingredient of your liking. So so this, you know, especially when it comes to protein and it comes to fish, it can be a different fish or a different meat or whatever. So we wanted to do that. And and that, and so we talk about about the champagne. Then we have also the rosé. Then we have your red wines. And we talk about also the uh, um, the uh, uh, the mocktails, right? Uh, and so think like like I said earlier, you know, plan your menu and then decide on your wines to match the menu of exactly. course. And so if you're going to have fish, of course, it'd be white wine, yeah, and uh, meat, red wine. So yeah, think ahead, and then you, there's there's wines that go with desserts. There's you know wines will go with everything if properly matched and. Yeah, just uh, but that's you need to plan ahead again. Plan ahead, get your menu, and then pick your wines to go with it. And experiment a little bit. Experiment a little bit and get uh, information from whomever is selling that wine to you, because most likely that person will know and will be able to guide you. And remember, you always have your phone, where you can go on the internet and do the research of what works for you with what. And like this, that's if you, you, that's you a good source, great guideline as well. So. And so, something we kind of skipped over, uh, I think, is we, that just set the mood. Flowers are very important for, on Valentine's. Yeah, I mentioned it at the beginning, but there's one thing that you need to do about the flowers. So if you have, which would be, I think, difficult, live flowers growing here, uh, but it could be, and I don't know about it, um, just get your bouquet going and everything. But if you want to get flowers for that day, Please pre-order. Talk to your to your florist because the poor florist is going to get so so busy, and everybody wants something special. And by the way, roses. Yeah, this is one thing. Everybody say roses and roses. But what if you put your nose in that rose, and that rose has no fragrance whatsoever? Don't you think it's nicer to have a bouquet of flowers going to be so beautiful, so amazing with with great fragrance than than rose? Right. And the, you, you do need to take fragrance into consideration too, especially if you're going to have the flowers on the table mm-hmm. with your meal. Mm-hmm. There's are there are flowers out there that have oh yeah uh, bad fragrance. Um, you know they look great, but the smell is not so appetizing. So we you, get your flowers, smell them before, and make sure they're you potent. Know. You mean they're potent? Yeah, distinct. Yeah. They're potent. Yeah, some yeah, of them are very potent. Very potent. So it's very important to make sure that you pay attention to that. Uh, okay. Hey, by the way, what about if, what about if you you don't want to go out because you know it's man, everybody is out already. You don't really want to cook. What about getting takeout from your favorite restaurant? I mean, this is pretty much the same great food minus Valentine's Day crowd. Right. And you just have to plan for your beverages and everything that we talked about, which is you know your 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 mood and and. Uh, and everything, right? Yeah, yeah, yes. But again, plan ahead, but uh, and then put your order in, you know, uh, ahead, and you know, for a specific pickup time or whatever, so you can time it, and and make sure that it's uh, done properly and 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 uh, in good shape for the occasion. So now we're staying we're staying at home. So now uh, we're gonna we're gonna close the show with a couple of more things. What about staycation? So it's like, you know what? I want to get out of, 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 of Moab itself. 
What about if you go to Palisades, for example? This is a wine region. They have great restaurants. I mean, they have they have a lot of really wonderful restaurants. Glenwood Springs, Springs. You have the Hot Springs. You have that Pullman Colorado Ranch House, which is really awesome. Moab, Salt River Ranch, Red Cliff, and I mean, you're right under. And there's one that I do not know, but we talked about it. Durango. Tell us about Durango because it's such a beautiful little town. Well, Durango, which is close to my heart because uh, my son lives there. And I got to mention. Congratulations. New grandpa. I, uh, I Ooh, late yeah. granddaughter, uh, Robin Elaine Buckingham. She was born on uh, January 29th. And oh, I just got to meet her happy. this last weekend. And so. She's beautiful. Yeah. So. And Durango has always been a special place for me, though, because uh, being raised in Moab, I I was going over to Durango ever since I was a teenager. And Durango's just got a big, great variety of restaurants. And uh, so there's a lot of opportunity, good food, and then you have hot springs there. If you're going to do a little mini vacation, you have the hot springs, you have skiing, and uh, yeah, you have a lot, you have a lot you have a lot available. This is really amazing. There's a lot of opportunity in, in yeah. Durango, and it's it's not that far away, you know. So uh, that would be you know if you wanted a little weekend getaway, that's that's a good place, you know, to uh, enjoy and get away. And then they have some great hotels there. That old hotels, uh, the General Palmer, which is where I proposed to my wife. At the General Palmer in, in Grand Junction. That's cool. like we were out on the ba- back balcony, mm-hmm. and uh, it was in, in the train. You know, the trains take off from there in the old steam locomotives, mm-hmm. and they have the whistles blowing. And uh, it just inspired me, set the mu- mood to propose. That's wonderful. And she said yes, so... <laughs> I mean, this is this is such a great, uh, great story, because, I mean, it fits into what we talk about, which is, you know, love and... Uh, and and journeys that we you know and that's why that place has always been special to me but uh yeah it's it's a great romantic place so but stepping on staycation just make sure that you make your reservation like uh tonight or tomorrow <laughs> because uh most likely it's going to get sold out as well is like we were saying i mean it, it, this is an amazing um um day because it's not a holiday it's a very special day and uh Everybody loves to celebrate, and uh, and I do too. Actually, this is it's a, it's very special. Yeah, and like, you know, like say it it, you know, February fourteenth is Valentine's. But you know what? You can make any day Valentine's. Just you know, just do that special day. You can do a long weekend. You can you can do your, and and you know you can do it once a month. Just like you know, pick up a day and say hey, happy Valentine's because you're my Valentine's. It doesn't have to be only one day. Because love is, it's every day. Yes. Because without, without love, really, we have nothing. I mean, you need love, period. Right. And it's a good way to release the stress yep. and, and just bring you back down, get grounded. And uh, and it shows uh, the appreciation and for family and loved ones. So you can, you know, involve everyone for Valentine's. You know, there's there's a book that I just uh, uh, it's a friend of mine actually who was was part of it, and it's a dilemma. Uh, and the name of the book is Art to Heart. I know that you have a, we have a book 
segment, a book show. I'm sure that is going to come out. It is incredible. It's not only incredible to to uh, look at it and, and and read it, but it is all of the um, uh, the design of it, and and it's just gorgeous. I mean, it's it's beautiful. So that's that's something that you know, something to to remember as well. I mean, it's 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 a book who is uh, who is who need to be shared. It's really really special. And talking about sharing, you know what we do at KZMU? You know what we do? We share the love. We do, and that's why we're here, and that's why all the segments that we have and all the program that we have on the station are really um, welcome because it is part of the community and we are the community. So by being the community, you embrace it, you share uh, your vision, you share your thoughts, and that's what we do. So we want to thank you so much for being with us on KZMU. This is the Buck and Bernie Show. Congratulations yes. to you being grandpa. This is, this is, for me, most the most beautiful gift for Valentine's. Yeah, being, indeed it is. Like, it's awesome. It is special. And I want to uh, remind everyone out there also that uh, you can go to kzmu.org and see all our previous broadcasts that are there for your enjoyment. And there's there's getting to be a, a, a trove of them. Yes. So, uh, it gives you the opportunity. You know, you always you may not hit the live show, so but uh, there's they're there waiting and 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 to enjoy. So don't forget to do that. So kzmu.org Life is delicious uh, stay tuned and we will see you next month or we'll talk to you guys next month Chef's Adventures with Buck and Bernie airs on the first Monday of every month at 4pm head to kzmu.org for archives and recipes